Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. How are you all doing, everyone? Uh, I'm really excited about today's chat. As you know, uh, I've talked about on the news uh, this week about the garden centres and the week before that, I think we talked about it. And it's been a... Well, do you want to hit the intro? You want it, don't you? Not had it for a week. Okay, hit the intro and I'll tell you why after this. been a busy old week on the news for garden centres, still not open at the moment at time of recording, uh, which means that it felt right for me and Richard to pop back and revisit our garden centre investigation. If you've not listened to it, we did a three-part investigation in 2019, all about garden centres. Um, we visited a garden centre, pop back and go and listen to them because... You know, there's a bit of insight in what we thought. We uh, talked about garden centres, firstly. So um, we discussed them. We then went online to find out what we could buy. And then in another episode, we went and visited a garden centre to see if we could get the same sort of stuff. And then we also spoke to my local garden centre, Perrywood Garden Centre, about our thoughts. Because I did put out maybe quite a controversial thing Um and there's me laying into Monty Don in the week. Uh, but last year I said, I don't know if garden centres are going to be about in uh, 10 years' time. And, um, you know, it's just, that was a statement. That's why we got into the investigation side of things, because we really wanted to, to see both sides of the coin. And I'm sure that this interview will uh, spurn, is that the word? I don't know. Uh, more conversation about it. No doubt we'll have a few people on uh, in the future talking about it even more. But we don't want to... The idea of this is not just to lay into garden centres, especially at the moment. We should 100% be supporting garden centres as much as we possibly can. But does what we said last year sort of prove the situation we've got now? I don't know. Me and Richard sat down on a call and discussed what happened last year, whether things have changed... And what we think is going to happen at the moment to garden centres, I, I must say that we're seeing this as uh, cons- consumers. I should pro- point that out. Uh, we're using this as uh, a point of view from consumers. So anyone from the garden centre industry that would like to pop on to the podcast uh, in a couple of weeks' time to give us their side of what's going on right now, uh, then please do. But I must say that me and Richard 100% support garden centres. I think we should all use them a, a lot more than we probably already do. And... Um, so, yeah, this is 100% not a don't use garden centres, but it is a revisited to what happened last year. So, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get that's that's the T's and C's out of the way, isn't it? <laughs> let's get into it. I must say, before we we crack on, uh, big up to Flymo for sponsoring the podcast as always. A little advert in the middle, sure. Uh, but, right, let's get into the call. Uh, me and Richard sat down and uh, we spent a good 45 minutes discussing this. So, um, Settle in, peeps. Whether you're weeding, whether you're sitting down with a cuppa, settle in and, and listen to me and Rich chit chat. Chat, 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 chat. The garden chit chat. 
Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha The Garden Chit-chat Right, so we are back And after a whole year I mean, literally, it was about a year Since we did the Garden Centre Uncovered Let's call it an investigation Because it was an investigation And pop back if you want to listen to them Three episodes Me and Suggett, Mr Richard Suggett That's me Here he is, everybody (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to discuss what's going on because it's you know the world's changed a lot since then, Saga. Oh, hasn't it just? Hasn't it just? And I tell you what, I've had a newfound appreciation for garden centres. Hmm. God, tell me more, my friend. I am absolutely desperate for multi-purpose compost. I can't get enough of it. More for my young seedlings. I'm not so worried when they get a bit older, but those young seedlings, multi-purpose compost is what I need. I can't just go to a garden centre and get it. Yeah. Whereas supermarkets are selling it, but it seems wrong going to a supermarket to buy it. I know what you're saying. Like, I feel like I didn't realise how much I used the garden centre until they're no longer here, which is strange. And yeah, compost, man. I've got to. I got. <laughs> we're going already on tangent, but I've got so desperate for compost, right? That I had some old um, beer barrels that I planted up in, uh-huh. which have been sitting in my garden. You might have seen them yep. uh, when you've come here before. I hadn't planted nothing in them. I've now started using the compost in them because I've, I've just totally run out. I'm doing the same with some of my old pots that I've taken plants out of. I'm saving that to earth up my potatoes. Yeah, that's it. Well, th- this is the this is the interesting. I mean, and we should also mention that the reason we actually started discussing this again was um, my friend, not yours, Mister Monty Don. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my friend. But, uh, he's waded into this this whole thing. You've read the article properly. I've just read the headlines about what he said. Well, I've got the article right in front of me to read out. There's only about two paragraphs where he actually talks about the garden centre thing. Do you want me to read that out? Yeah, go on, mate. What's your source? The source is Gardener's World magazine, May issue. Two for one entry on gardens if you buy it. That's the only reason I've bought it. I think you'd be able to use them, mate, when we eventually reopen. Uh, so this, the, it's in the article called the full Monty, which I think is sort of Monty's piece each month. The paragraph starts, the truth is our gardens have been snared in a tangle of commercialism. I say our, because I know I've been guilty of this. I buy far too many pots, plants and tools. You can only dig with one spade at a time. So I probably do not need all 14 of them. But if what comes out of this experience is a sense that we can be more self-reliant, then we don't need to buy everything in order to have what we want to make our beautiful garden. Then that is empowering. I am not sure when garden centres went from places being devoted to selling plants, seeds and equipment to centres or for outdoor living, disguised as soft furnishing stores with restaurants attached. With plants for sale like Sweeties at a supermarket checkout. But you can't blame them. They gave us what we wanted. I suspect the crisis may make us rethink what we want when this is all over. Hmm. It's like he, it's like he listened to our podcast, mate. I reckon he did. I reckon secretly he did. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he, he is echoing what we were saying, that garden centres have lost their identity. And I still yeah. feel that. Even though I miss them, I still feel they've lost their identity in some ways. Hmm. Definitely. Um... Yeah, we did say this, didn't we? I, I, I feel like I've, I've spoke to a lot of garden centres since we did our thing and since I said 
they've only got 10 years left, nine years now. But um, <laughs> Eight and a half. To, eight and a half, yeah, <laughs> crikey. Uh, I spoke to a lot of them since, and like, I do get it. Like we, we found that there is a lot of stuff that is non-gardening related. Mm-hmm. And if at the moment everyone's saying, oh, open the garden centres. Why aren't the garden centres open? Well, really, it's sort of like they've, they've made their bed and got a lie in it because I do understand why garden centres go into these other things like toys and, you know, they want to keep they want to keep the money coming in all year round. I get that. But now they've got to a point, then what is di- what makes them different? Like in this in this situation that we're in now, what makes them different from any other shop? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not ideal, really, is it? Well, not when you consider the likes of supermarkets are selling, okay, they're not selling as much of a range, but they are selling compost, plants, seeds, and yeah. even the um i don't can i mention the names of the shops that i'm thinking off the top of my head or is that uh yeah no, i can't no. see why not go for it place shops like the range and b&m where they <laughs> <laughs> but they're selling garden tools or even wilkinson's for that matter they're selling garden stuff and they're still open because they sell a wide range of stock but you can't yeah. go there and get the help that you should be able to get from a garden center yeah, I mean, we both agree that garden centres, however much we talked about them last year, are, are obviously a lot better to be able to go and learn about plants and know what plants you've got. I was talking to someone the other day, actually it was a garden centre, I was talking to them um, about doing some stuff with them in the future, and, that, and, and they were saying, you know, you get so much more knowledge from coming to a garden centre and I'll go always go back to my mate Jason. It's like he'll go to um, one of the big sheds, I call them, that he'll go and buy a load of plants, not really know about them. He'll whack them in. They'll be great for like summer and then it'll get too hot and they'll just die. And if he went to a garden centre, perhaps he would have known or been told this would be great to put in this this place. This will be, you know, rather than just spending money on on plants for that 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 point and that sort of brings it back to what keeps people interested in gardening because if you're going to get plants and they just die your interest in gardening goes down mm-hmm. so yeah. if you go to a garden center and you're getting the right plants and the right compost and everything like that then you're going to more likely want to continue to garden absolutely absolutely right there but and and the likes of those shops that i mentioned they don't have any real specialists they just throwing the stuff out there to get rid of it basically there's a hundred percent a place for that sort of thing but like i say if you really want to be successful and have the right plant then garden centers are the place to go um just unfortunate that they're not being allowed to be open now maybe because of how they've what they've turned into yeah well they call it a desk they call it a destination 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 shopping but i mean I think when we spoke to the garden centre on the last podcast, part three, which was about a yep. year ago now, wasn't it? Yes, it was a year ago because um, it was Easter. And oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I came home and found one of my quail attached from that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
I remember she said that they had been to some seminar or something, and there was some bloke who knows a lot about marketing and stuff, and he said that what garden centres should be doing is having eight or nine different gardens set up, which is what we spoke about in our first part of that um, series. And that brings it back down to that destination thing, and I still feel that's what garden centres should be doing. Still feel... Yeah, definitely. I always, I always think if you walk into a garden centre, the first thing should be the plants. And what we found last year was that it was that wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, I know we did go in at Christmas time, but um, crikey, Christmas time—that seems doesn't seem that long ago, actually, does it? But that was over a year ago now. So twenty eighteen, <laughs> December twenty eighteen, we did that first oh, part. Mate. Guys, <laughs> um. Those plants should be definitely be the first thing you see, and it needs, and it should have been, it should be more gardening. The, the other thing that I, I'm quite interested about talking about, Rich, is garden centres. And I talked, and um, both me and Dale, when we had Garden Seven, um, RIP, it's not actually it's still going very quietly. Um, but when we had Garden Seven, we were talking to garden centres about being online and and doing stuff, and we were told. Ah, uh, no. Oh, we don't want to go online. That's Online's not the way we want to go with it. Because we always talked about how um, Amazon are in the future. Like, if, I'll tell you what, mate. If I could buy some decent plants with Amazon right now and get them delivered, mm-hmm. I would. A hundred percent. But when we spoke to them, and this was actually before we started our garden, in, garden center investigation, we were told that, nah, that's not the way, that's not what people want. People want to come and have a, a bit of a day out and make a bit of an experience of it. It's not online. Well, maybe we were onto something because now, <laughs> now being online would be the absolute ultimate, surely. Well, I mean, I always find it weird when people say they go for a day out to a garden centre. I don't go for a day out to a garden centre. I run into a garden centre to get what I want. That might just be me because I'm not, uh, I'm not into all the commercialism as such. But online, you know, what I'm finding at the moment, yeah, Amazon is a prime example. I can go on there and buy a bag of compost and it'll be here within a couple of days. Yeah. Okay, I've got to wait so it's not like I can just run to a garden centre and get it. But the garden centres around here, they have started an online home delivery service purely because of this outbreak. But yeah. then if I want to get a bag of compost, I've then got to pay something like £9 for delivery which is more mm. than what the compost is worth. I'm not going to do is it. That, is that from a garden centre? That's from a garden centre, yeah. £9 delivery? £9 delivery, yeah. Seems a little I, bit extreme. It does, doesn't it? But if you, I think the idea is if you buy lots of bits, then yeah. it, it'd probably be worthwhile, which I kind of can see that. But the trouble is, if I only want a bag of compost, I mean, I'm on a, I'm on a tight budget at the moment, like most is of that, us. It, is that the one you've got to spend 75 quid? No. That's another one, which I'll, it's an online shop, online garden centre, that one, which I'll talk about right. in a bit. Which but this is an actual proper garden centre that they've just suddenly realised we can't sell stuff normally. What can we yeah. do? Let's throw it into online. I think nine, I think nine quid's a bit much, probably. Um, but I do understand. I think, I mean... If it was, a, I'd be happy to pay a fiver if I was getting a few, few bits. I do understand that if you're just buying one bag of compost, yeah. then they're not going to come and drive it to you. I do get that. 
But I do think, and this is something that we always, me and Dale always talked about, was our local garden centre, which I absolutely love, by the way, we always thought they should do delivery <laughs> to the local area, to our local town, even if it's once a week yeah. and you order something and it comes before the weekend, that should always have been something that was been in the locker, always been ready to go or it was actually already happening. Yeah. Um, and I think now it's starting to slow. I think it's slowly it's happening now, but if it was, obviously it's been, it's been pressurized now. It's been, it's had to yeah. happen necessity rather than, than something that they thought was a good idea to begin with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest, since our investigation, not, not a massive amount has changed in garden centers. No, I mean, they're still exactly the same. And what not that I thought that our investigation would change, change the country. Well, I was hoping when we spoke to that garden centre and they said that the things that we were discussing was being discussed at a seminar, I thought we'll start seeing a lot of changes. Actually, something that has changed in that time is that one of the largest garden centre chains has closed down and mm, sold a lot true. of the... Um, and they were, To be honest, I'm quite glad they closed down because... Before they closed down, everyone knows who I'm talking about. I felt they were really getting crap. <laughs> they had real crap stock in, and it was very sparse. So I'm not surprised they closed down. But all these other companies have came on, and quite often, especially two in my local area, they've been brought up by a local family to start their own garden centres. And one near to the one that we went to, they're getting people in on a regular basis to do talks and things to get people in. Yeah. Did you right? That is the benefit from that. I've realised that a lot more since that's happened. Yeah. The the little family run, well, like um, the little family run ones. I want to make more of a community of it. Yes. Which is good. A bit like Perry, a bit like Perrywood that we had on last last year. I see. They've yeah. got that that community thing that you know they're all about bringing people from the area in and making i mean still making an experience but making like that connection between people yeah well then i feel it becomes it is a destination for a day out because you're going to see somebody talk in a mm -hmm. garden center and while you're there you're probably going to go off and buy something yeah plants 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 in it but yeah. not if it's just going for a coffee not if it's just going for a coffee or there was an example in our very first recording of this garden centre investigation that I gave where the, a garden centre removed all its garden tools. I mean, this was sort of September time. Moved all the yeah. garden tools but still had handbags for sale. don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But somebody else came out and said that they also found their garden centre selling washing tablets for the washing machine. Yeah. And to me, that's not what I go to a garden centre for. Mm. It's really difficult because I I do understand that if you you know plant sales and garden stuff that is not all year round it is a seasonal thing, and they want to keep their employees on all year round. So I do get that. Yeah, but yeah. It's always two sides to the coin. Obviously, yeah. I do understand that. But well, I can flip it on its head with let's say, take news agents. When news agents used to argue that places like supermarkets or petrol stations shouldn't be selling newspapers. Because right. it was doing him out of business, and the likes of uh, the the big sheds or the shops that I mentioned earlier, where they're selling garden items as well as their normal homewares, 
is taking it away from the garden centers as well. So I can sort of see why garden centers need to evolve. But I do. I don't understand that. But the only thing is, like, I get what you're saying. The only thing is with that is that what makes garden centers different from them now because they've got the same. They're all selling the sort of the same stuff. Yeah. But we could go around in circles and talk about this. We have to talk about it. And, and, and like I say, not a lot has changed. And this, this whole thing that's going on now, where they're being closed, sort of forcing their hand to have to change a little bit. There once was a family man Brought a new house in thing i've noticed a lot more though is that the ones that are doing uh click and collect yeah uh, for, for starters i mean jason oh, i'll mention him too much really don't i jason but he's he's got his local garden center to him and he's he texted me the other day and said i'm on my way there now to get click and collect and i was like totally shocked that he was going to collect the stuff from there which but that does mean the one great thing from this is is once a lot of them get get on that sort of thing, and and even if when they open, eventually, hopefully, then hopefully people will recognise the importance of garden centres, and the garden centres will come round to the idea that people want gardening and not just handbags. Yeah, I, I I really hope that does come out. I mean, the fact that they are doing home delivery or click and collect, it proves to me that they can do it. And that they yeah. can they can move. I want to say move over times. That sounds so wrong. But when the garden centre was open, I wanted to find out if they had a certain type of seed or something in stock. So I went online, couldn't find out if they sold it. So I went down there, and sure enough, they did not sell it. But they didn't have any sort of, oh, yes, we sell this and this, like you would expect from Click and Collect. It was very much, this is our range. Yeah, well, one of the garden centres not... Um because Perry would have just Perry would have decided to who we had on last year decided to close for the safety of their staff, and I think they're doing bits now. I, I'm I think I saw they are starting to do delivery around the area. Uh-huh. So I couldn't go to them, but there was another local one that I looked on their website who I who I was told doing click and collect. The only thing is they had no <laughs> nothing on their website, so yeah. you didn't actually know what they had <laughs> had there. Yeah, <laughs> you can phone in. And, and get it in. I mean, I do realise that 
if this has happened, it ain't, ain't going to be a five minute job to set up a no. a uh, website with all the bits on. Is it a five minute job? I mean, I think I actually could knock up a website pretty quick showing what <laughs> you've got actually. So I take that comment back. Um, for people that sort of know computers a little bit, but there was nothing. I didn't know what they, <laughs> they even stocked. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was going to order from them. So I didn't order from them in the end. No. No, and that, that's quite. That's the kind of point I was making. Is that even when the shop was open, I didn't know if they stocked what I wanted, even though I looked on yeah. their website. Instead, yeah. I had to make the trip and find out uh, they didn't have it. So where can I go? Oh, I can get it off Amazon. Uh, I'll do that. Yeah, that's it. Well, once that happens a few times, you almost then stop you going to the garden centre and just going straight to Amazon. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the scary thing, because I hate it when I admit that. Um, it's a convenience thing, though, isn't it? We always talk about that. It's a convenience thing. People want stuff instantly, yeah. and in a world where you can do that, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But I also think the garden industry has a lot to answer for as well, because I've said many times the garden industry always tells people they can do things cheap or for free. And I'm guilty of it myself. I know you are as well. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't mean people will go out and uh, buy plants. Now, they might go to a garden centre and buy one rosemary plant when they want four and five and take cuttings from that rosemary plant because they're told that's how to do it cheaply. They're quite rightly, but then that does take business away from the garden centres. You say that, but not everyone will do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I mean, that's gardeners for the gardeners, garden proper gardeners, gardeners, world gardeners. Yeah, would do that. Anyone who watches that sort of thing, anyone like it's sort of like oh, I love bringing it back to me, but I'll bring it back to me. <laughs> it's not. It's sort of like me giving out uh, a lot of the ideas from my book that I do on social. Just because I put them out on social doesn't mean that's going to take away someone from buying the book. Do no. you know what I mean? It's sort of. Like people won't go. It's like, oh, actually, this is a better, better um, example. It's a bit like us watching Jamie Oliver cooking. Yeah, I love watching him cooking. If you ask me how many of his dishes I've cooked that I've watched him do, it wouldn't take. It would probably on both hands. I could probably <laughs> <tell> you <laughs> do. You know what I mean, though? It's, it's, yeah. it's sort of like that. So if someone's telling to do cuttings, great. And now I know that. But unless you're a proper, proper gardener, the the likelihood is you're not going to do that. But but on the flip side, there's no one telling you what to go and buy and go and spend money as well. Yes. Like yeah. people telling you how to save it, but no one's saying, saying you what to go and spend on the right things to go and spend that money on. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, in TV terms, you get the big makeovers that spend £50,000 on the garden and turn it over overnight, or you get the other end where it's very much this is how we garden for next to nothing no middle ground no middle ground and i think that's we need to bring those levels back down get people to spend their money wisely which is where garden centers can step in and advise people well if you want to do that you're going to need let's take the cuttings example you might want to be a rooting hormone and that way you've got more chance of those cuttings being successful you know what? The only program I don't know if you watch this program, and it never got. I think it did two series, and it had Helen Skelton in and um, the Instant Gardener, which whose, whose actual name was just thrown thrown me. But have you seen them before? It was such a great program because it showed 
it wasn't like a proper. I know he's called the instant gardener, but his gardens were planted up so they'd grow into something amazing rather yeah. than packed full. And they also showed him going to or Helen going to garden centres, having a look round and looking at different plants. And that was probably the only program that I've seen that actually promotes garden centres in a really great way and also shows real makeover gardening. Mm, I'll have to check that out. That sounds quite interesting. Is that BBC or ITV? It's BBC and it's repeated. They they must, they must have enjoyed it because it's repeated pretty much. Uh, I think it's Sundays at about four in the morning. It's repeated. Quite <laughs> such a good program, though. I, I thought is you know... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that that's kind of what I mean, is that the garden media needs to be showing more of this sort of how to spend your money wisely and that that small plant may become a big plant in two, three years' time. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Watch that programme, mate, you'll love it. Yeah, will do. Will do. All, all about this we started this conversation a bit about Don, didn't we? The Monty. Yes. Um, saying that he's he's waded into it. What do you think he, about what he said? Because he's, he's obviously away from... I've not got my hands on the Gardens World Meg yet. But away from that, or what I've seen online is the uh, headlines are not very good. good. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I think he's being quite fair. Um, I mean, I, I kind of see garden centres selling outlived, outdoor living products because I think that goes together. You know, barbecues, yeah. outdoor seats. I see that as part of a, a garden centre setup. But the bit where he says plants for sale like sweeties in a supermarket checkout, I completely see what he's saying there because they are very much, I generally find them at the back. So you've got to go through everything else to get to them. Yeah. Some garden centres are better than others, to be fair, but I can never go to find what I want easily and by the time i've got through all the what i call crap that i don't want to know about and these are things like the christmas decorations and the kitchen equipment i mean i like kitchen equipment so that's not fair but the stuff that i don't feel should be in a garden center the non-garden related products by the time i got through that my head's just going i sensory overload i don't want to know i just want to get what i want and go i think his timing's not exactly great though to mention this well, it is the main issue, and I suspect this was probably in the pipeline. I mean, the fact that the two-for-one garden entry was in this issue has caused a few people a bit of upset as well because of the timing. But I suspect this was probably planned back in March, sorry. Although he does mention the current crisis, so he might have tweaked it slightly. But I don't think he's being unfair. I think, it, again, he's commenting on the commercialism. What doesn't help is it not long ago, and I saw, I mean, I'll tell you what, what I saw is Hort Weekly said, Monty Don sticks the knife in again or something. <laughs> um, because he wrote on Twitter not long ago about, as soon as this kicked off, about garden centres giving away plants. Yeah. And I was like, well, that is the last thing. Um, the la- Horticulturist in incandescent with rage i don't know if everyone was in with rage at monty don's lack of um something something for the garden industry i don't think it really helped he, he said that as well i think what he was 
where he was coming from with that is that Monty is pretty big on being eco-friendly and less waste, and he doesn't want to see plants yeah. go into waste. And I think that's where he he was coming from on that. But you're right, it doesn't help because all these garden centres and nurseries that have been growing these plants, that's their profits going down the toilet or being given away. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, I was 100% against And I saw loads of people saying, oh, if you're closed, are you giving away plants? I was like, well, that's 100% not what you should be doing. Like, that's the, the last thing garden centres should be doing. Like, that's not supporting garden centres, taking yeah. some plants off their hands. Don't get me wrong, I'd love a few free plants, but that ain't helping that ain't helping no one, is it? No, no, because there's the people who are growing of those plants have got families to feed, they've got mortgages to pay, and we're taking that away from them if we're taking those plants for free. Mm, that's it. <laughs> I mean I I learned uh, something quite interesting. The area I live in provides thirty percent of the country's homegrown plants. It's quite a big area. Cool. Yeah. And I did not know this until our local MP was campaigning to get garden centres opened again. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Go you, mate. Go your town. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the online thing you wanted to talk about, Rich, about this online place you should look for? Oh, no, there's, um, I've got a friend who works at a well-known uh, commercial compost company. They have an online garden superstore, they call it. Yeah. Which, actually, it looks very good when I've looked online. The only drawback I have is that you've got to spend over £75 for free delivery, which yeah. I kind of I kind of get that the delivery has to be paid for somewhere. But that's why I have Amazon Prime membership, because I don't then have to pay for membership. Mm. And I wonder if perhaps garden centres could be looking or online garden centres could be looking at that sort of model because I'll be using them a bit more. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Every month you'd definitely, you'd, if you've got a membership with them like that, you'd definitely, you, you'd definitely buy something. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. leave it just sitting there, would you? No. Good point. Good idea, mate. You should have copyrighted that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a word, my friend, and float that idea with them. But <laughs> £75, I mean, it's easy to spend £75 in a garden centre or in a garden online shop if you're buying something big. But most of us are probably, on a monthly basis, only have, I don't know, let's say £20, £50 a month to spend on our gardens. Yeah. You wouldn't spend 75 in one big go, would you? Let's be honest. Unless you're buying something big. Yeah. Which, at the moment, you're 100% unlikely to do. Yeah. So how do you want to wrap this, how do you want to wrap this up, mate? We've, we've <laughs> given our thoughts on it. Well, What's the I, next step? When do you think they're going to open? That's the thing. Oh, I don't see them opening until mid-May, if at the earliest, if we're lucky. But yeah. by then, well, the garden centre. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy though, like because, like you say, there's a few places that are still open, which I don't necessarily think. You know, one rule for one, another rule for another, isn't it? So yeah. I don't really get it. To most of you, I don't yeah. understand why that's the case. Yeah. Well, the trouble is when they do open that peak gardening time is going to be gone so there's nobody yeah. going to be out to buy i mean let's face it mid-may is where most of our seeds should be sown by so nobody's going yeah. to be out buying the seed compost the compost the pots it's all going to be done so they're going to come back and it's going to be like well what do we do now but add into that all the new products and the new lines that would have came into play march yeah it's gone and over and done with 
it's a time to regroup and think about think about what what to to change i suppose and what what to do yeah yeah i definitely i definitely i would be surprised if we come back to this at the end of the year and see what's been changed i'd be surprised if online was not was not a big thing well for garden centers it don't matter how what size they are yeah yeah i i think it's going to be a big big wake-up call for the garden centres. But at the same time, it's down to us as consumers to go and support our local garden centres, local nurseries, when they do open. But I think they will happen more, though. I think people will be thinking about, about that a lot more. I think yeah. just garden centres and just using a... Uh, what's the word? Not barometer. Maybe it is barometer. Of, of people that I know that have been talking about garden yeah. centres. yeah. I feel like that is gone. That is definitely the conversation on that side of things is definitely going up. The only trouble I see is that there's a good chance that many of us may not have jobs to go back to after this, so we may not have much money to spend in these places. And then that knock-on effect. This is a whole economic discussion, of course, but mm. the knock-on effect is that those garden centres that have already lost some money are probably going to lose more because people aren't spending it. You've got to lose money to accumulate money you've got to spend money but, to it yeah I mean, that's not just, what i mean by that is you don't just you can't just sit once this is all over you can't just sit and think oh no one's coming through the doors it's that time then because like you say the time that people are buying stuff is going to be gone yeah we're going to lose that so it's now that time where you've got to build and continue that relationship between garden center and consumer yeah ready for next year because a hundred billion percent that's a big percentage actually but a, a billion percent people are going to be gardening a lot more in 2021 because of what's happening now yeah so then relationships need to be made now because you're going to have people that have never ever thought about gardening before and their their go-to is going to be the big sheds yes yeah but if they if garden centers are now going to build that relationship then that's that, this is the time now now until next year that's yeah. the, i think that's the thinking and i know financially like uh, that that might not be possible and i you know i'm not just going to wave a magic wand and say that that this is e an easy thing to do but that that i think that should be the thinking no i agree i agree getting people into the door for the right reasons and perhaps it could be that you have workshops going on that don't cost the general public anything and they might be run by your own staff or even yourself if you own a garden centre just to get people through that door. I know it's going to be a lot of hard work, but it might pay off. I mean, what yeah. do we know? We don't run a garden centre, to be fair. But no, I'd... and I can imagine when we put this out, I'll probably get a few people I know will contact me and want to talk about it. So I can imagine on the podcast we'll be talking about it a few more times in the next few weeks. But... Um, but you're right. We've always come from this as a, on, a, on a consumer side of things, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've we've had frustrations, both of us, when we've gone into a garden centre with a view that we want to buy something, and we can't mm -hmm. buy it, but we could buy a handbag. Yeah, <laughs> I try and yeah, stay exactly. calm with that one. <laughs> yeah, but I went to a. This is going. I mean, that's the that's the uh, that's the important message we just finished there. Rich. But I went to a <laughs> went to a garden centre. Right, it's two, since we talked like last. I know it's going to be a long podcast, this, but I don't mind. Um, since we talked last, I went to one of my experience, two experiences that I tell you about, Go my garden centre's experiences. Um, one, I did a video on it, 
and um, and now I can't really go to the garden centre as much anymore because just in case they've seen it. But there's a garden centre that all of a sudden my my mum was like, "Oh, you've got to go to this garden centre. It's amazing." And I was like, "What? Where is it?" And so I, I knew where it was um, once you told me. And the last time I'd gone there, right, it was it was a nice little family. It still was a family run one. But it had some money. Since then, it's had some money spent on it. I was like, oh, it's going to be good. Walked in there, and you might have seen the video. It's on the YouTube somewhere. And they've made an incredible... Uh, incredible is probably a bit much. But they've made an awesome little uh, play area. You could have to walk through the garden centre. And then you go down this really long path. People listening will know where it is, what this is now. <laughs> I'm describing it. Really long path away from the garden centre. So basically a farm park almost at the back with a wicked play centre, right? Mm-hmm. Since since they opened it, I've never I've only been there once in my entire life. I've been there about four or five times since last year. For the play area only. Because yeah. once you come out of that play area, ain't no one and they've got a great great restaurant as well. I've also eaten there since. <laughs> but plant wise, it was like they had all the money spent on the front. And this back bit, yeah, the actual plant area, and where all the guard like it's, it's really actually I feel I'm gonna say it. It's a bit sad to be honest with you. <laughs> looking at it, you'll see it on the video, so you'll see it. And but the restaurant and the play area, wicked. Have I bought any plants from there? No. no. <laughs> no. no. I thought I'd love it. Yeah, sure, but. Uh, that it's a miss. That was a. I felt like that was a missed opportunity for them because then, if they if they also spent some money on the plant area, yeah, perhaps. But then perhaps they are going away from garden centre and going to be a farm park. I don't know what their business plan is. No, but no. that's the way. It, that's the way it feels. But it's that it's the idea behind that to get the play park so people would come in and hopefully spend money. But, be- if that was the case, what I'm saying is, if that was the case, then spend a little money on the. On the stock, and yeah. I mean, they grow their own plants apparently, but you would never know it. No, no. It's, it was so run down that area. It was just, it, it used to be not run down, that's the wrong word, but it used to be like quite nice. You know, you know, the old sort of garden centers, they have, they have plants in there, they got their, the odd few bits. I can't really remember. I can remember them for their plants more than anything, but um, what was I saying? Yeah, so when it used to be it was not run down but it was quite quaint almost yeah. like you know like the old greenhouse it was all the old greenhouses yeah. the slight the the metal sliding doors nice. you know when the garden yeah. center, you know it was nice you know yeah. i mean i didn't go there that often but it was nice from what i remember it was nice and now they've had this massive amazing shiny frontage put on and you walk in but it's still the 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 old green rusty greenhouses yeah. Yeah. And no plant. I couldn't see any plants in there. Yeah. Yeah. They had, and, and I could also, but I also saw they started sneaking in the old clothing and handbags side of things. So that bit was slowly building up nicely. But you go and look at the tools area or even where some of the plants were, it was just a bit sad. And I thought, well, come on, like, if you're going to do it. So that was one of my, I mean, I'm rabbiting here, aren't I? But <laughs> that was my first, one of my first experiences last year I had since we, we dusted this. My second one was most recently before it kicked off was I went to a birthday party again at a, a play area. It wasn't a birthday party for me. It was for Liv, I should say. Again, awesome restaurant. 
But the rest of the garden centre was a little bit sad and it had the classic handbags, clothing, yeah. which I never really, I never really see people in. So I don't really know how that makes so much money, but they must, I don't know. Well, this is the thing. It's obviously there to make money. Was there, but were those two guard centres, I think you shared a video and you literally showed the shelves being empty. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And it was, it really made me feel really sad about it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ayer is wicked. Not a lot of dosh to get in there. You can get a bit, a cup of tea, and Olive loves it. Mm. If I was rating play areas, then yeah, it'd be up there. <laughs> yeah, um, but Dan said, well, I come away feeling really sad about it. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I and I can't see the the connection between a play area and a garden centre seems slightly off as well. Well, it's like a farm park set because they had goats, um, right. and they had a one of them pillow things. Been a been one of them bouncy pillow things. Oh, like a play, um, soft play. Yeah, no, no, like it's a big, like bouncy castle, but it's a big pillow. Oh, right, cool. I want to go there now. So it was basically, it, it felt like a farm park tagged onto a, a garden centre that wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And everyone I saw that left walked straight, basically straight past everything in the garden centre. I went directly to the car park or directly to the restaurant. Yeah. No one really looked at anything else. Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> that's the tragedy of what I see happening in a lot of garden centres that have all these other things as well, is that the plants, the, the garden tools are being overlooked and they're going mm. to these things that aren't necessarily garden-related. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, well, let, well, I think we should definitely we should definitely come back to this again in a few months' time and see how things go. I, can, I know that we'll get some messages about people that want to come on and talk about it, which I think is wicked if they if they want to come on and discuss it. Like it was cool last year when we went to Perrywood and spoke to Hannah about um, about their their side of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think I don't want to be too negative on garden centres because I actually do really miss a garden centre. Yeah, uh, but. At the same time, I'm a bit a bit stuck with them because I don't feel they're a garden centre anymore. Yeah, I mean, it still goes back to what we talked about last year, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what is going on now will definitely force their hand a little bit and maybe make them think a little bit about what what the future should, future should look like. Because let's be honest, if... if, if, um, if there's no definite that this time next year this could happen again. Yeah. And if nothing's put in place for it, then we'll be they'll be in the same situation. Yeah. And we could lose. I mean, we could unfortunately lose a few garden centres, will be which will be really sad. Because um, yeah. I can only imagine it's it's going it's to be for any business really, and for anyone work anyone working, it's a difficult time, isn't it? So. Um, but we could on just the garden centre level because I spoke about this the other day <laughs> on Twitter and people were like, "Well, what about this and this?" For the, like talking about restaurants and stuff, I was like, "Yeah, but I I am a gardener, so I'm going to talk about garden centres opening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about everything." But you know, um, yeah, let's, let's let's see what happens. But I definitely feel like we've there, there, there will be some change ahead of us. So we'll, hopefully, next time we speak, we'll be able to 
say, well, this is this is good change. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. I mean, let's not forget, garden centres are still quite a modern invention. I think 1970s, 1980s garden centres came out. And before yeah. that, we would have catalogues, which I see as being a predecessor, uh, an ancestor of the internet. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. What happens? You'd think that you think as soon as the internet come along, that'd just be transferred over, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Who knows? Interesting times, man. We'll see what happens. But mm. I look forward to chatting to you more about it in the future, mate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks for having me on today, anyway. Oh, thank you for coming on, mate. It's always a pleasure. Some people miss you. You've not been on for a while, have you? It's been a while. It's probably been about a year, I think. No, I've been on bits and pieces, yeah. <laughs> bring back Rich. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Rich. There we go. Uh, thanks, dude. No, thank you. Cha, 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 cha. The garden chit cha. Cha, 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 cha. And there, everybody, there we have uh, me and Richard revisited garden centres, revisited. Uh, and I'm, like I said, and me and Rich both said that no doubt this is going to continue this conversation. And, you know, will garden centres change the way things are done? I don't know. Will this change things? I would have thought so. I'll be honest with you. I would have thought that this would have changed things and... Um, and I chatted to Dale after the interview, my brother Dale, and it was it was a good it was a good couple of years ago when we had a company called Garden Seven for a little bit, um, which sort of just bubbles alongside. But we did go to a few garden centres, and we even did a talk at Glee. Should I put I should put the talk up as a, a bonus somewhere at some point. Um, we did a talk at Glee, two garden centres, telling them that creating content, being online is the place now I'm I'm not saying this to say I told you so but online has to be the way forward if garden centers and there are garden centers out there have already gone online um who probably be winning right now do you know what I mean so it will change in the future for garden centers I would have thought and I'd like to hope that they'll go online now there'll be a lot more of that to make it easier just in case this sort of thing happens again like who would have ever predicted this time in the world so yeah let's let's see what happens no doubt we'll revisit it thank you so much for listening to the the podcast uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts so hit me up on the social media tell me what you think and uh yeah i'll speak to you next time migration Garden a podcast sponsored by Flyro.